Hello there and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. I'm Sean Bailey and this is day number 39 of our journey together. We're in Acts chapter 23. Acts chapter 23 of our journey through the New Testament. Where we're reading one chapter a day for every weekday. That means we get the weekends off. Be ready to decompress a bit and read some more in the Mondays. At any rate, we'll read every weekday, 260 weekdays in a year, and there are 260 chapters in the New Testament. Perfect setup for for us to get through the New Testament in one year, very easily. We're going to read the scripture, we're going to talk about what we're hearing, we're going to unpack it, and then we're going to find some application. That's our goal every episode. So grab your Bible if you can and listen closely if you will. Let's read God's word together. So Acts chapter 22, 23. Now we're looking back on Acts chapter 22 as we're about to read 23. We we witnessed um, Paul's testimony, his great testimony before the crowd of Jerusalem who were dragging him out and he was arrested by the Roman authorities. They were about to scourge him and to interrogate him, and they found out he was a Roman citizen. And so now they they had to stop that because he had rights, unlike the Greeks that were there around him. And so they took him and put him before the Sanhedrin, which is the Jewish council of all the bigwigs, right? And so he's standing in front of this big circle of men, Uh, religious leaders who had all the influence but Paul being a former Pharisee himself he understands the dynamics of of this council very very well so what's going to happen is that he's going to begin his defense before the Sanhedrin let's talk about some things to look for watch for his defense before the council notice how he in this chapter how he strategically uses his knowledge of Jewish beliefs and traditions to his advantage. Paul's a mastermind. God knew that. That's why he has him in these situations. Think about how, or listen for how he emphasizes hope. Hope. And the hope of resurrection during his defense. And it's courageous. And there is wisdom in the face of opposition that he has once again. Watch how God protects. And God has great providence again. Uh, watch his protection for Paul. Paul is safeguarded. Takes care of him. And watch Paul persevere in his ministry. It's great. Let's watch this unfold together. So, Acts 23... God has great providential care of Paul. Let's watch for this and see how Paul's defense is lined out so well. Acts 23. We're going to read verse 1. And we're going to go all the way down to verse 35. Excuse me. Verse 35. Let's read together. Verse 1. Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, Brothers, I have lived my life before God in all good conscience to this day. The high priest Ananias ordered then those who were standing next to him 
to strike him in the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. You are sitting there judging me according to the according to the law, and yet in violation of the law, you are ordering me to be struck? Those standing nearby said, Do you dare revile God's high priest? I did not know, brothers, that he was the high priest, replied Paul, for it is written, You must not speak evil of a ruler of your people. When Paul realized that one part of them were Sadducees and the other part were Pharisees, he cried out in the Sanhedrin, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. I am being judged because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. Well, when he said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was then divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, and neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees affirm them all. Well, the shouting grew loud, and some of the scribes of the Pharisees' party got up and argued vehemently. We find nothing evil in this man. What if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him? When the dispute became violent, the commander feared that Paul might be torn apart by them and ordered the troops to go down, take him away from them, and bring him into the barracks. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Have courage, for as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so it is necessary for you to testify in Rome. Well, when it was morning, the Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves under a curse not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 who had formed this plot. These men went to the chief priests and elders and said, We have bound ourselves under a solemn curse that we won't eat anything until we have killed Paul. So now you, along with the Sanhedrin, make a request to the commander that he that he bring him down to you, as if you were going to investigate his case more thoroughly. But before he gets near, we are ready to kill him. But the son of Paul's sister, hearing about their ambush, came and entered the barracks and reported it to Paul. Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the commander, because he has something to report to him. So he took him, brought him to the commander, and said, The prisoner Paul called me and asked me to bring this young man to you, because he has something to tell you. The commander took him by the hand, led him aside, and inquired privately, What is it that you have to report to me? The Jews, he said, have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the Sanhedrin tomorrow, as though they are going to hold a somewhat more careful inquiry about him. Don't let them persuade you, because there are more than forty of them lying in ambush, men who have bound themselves under a curse not to eat or drink until they have killed him. Now they are ready waiting for your consent. So the commander dismissed the young man and instructed him, don't tell anyone that you have informed me about this. Verse 23. He summoned two of his centurions, two of his centurions and said, get 200 soldiers ready with 70 cavalry and 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at nine tonight. Also, provide mounts so that Paul may be brought safely to Felix, the governor. He wrote the following letter. This is the letter that he wrote. 
the commander. It says, Claudius Lysias, to the most excellent governor Felix, greetings. When this man had been seized by the Jews and was about to be killed by them, I arrived with my troops and rescued him because I learned that he is a Roman citizen. Wanting to know the charge they are accusing him of, I brought him before the Sanhedrin. I found out the accusations were concerning questions of their law and there was no charge that merited death or imprisonment. When I was informed there was a plot against this man, I sent him to you right away. I also ordered the accusers to state their case against him in your presence. And so the soldiers took Paul during the night and brought him to Antipatris as they were ordered to. The next day they returned to the barracks, allowing the cavalry to go on with him. When these men entered Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor, they also presented Paul to him. After he read it, he asked what province he was from. When he learned that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will give you a hearing whenever your accusers also get here. He ordered that he be kept under guard in Herod's palace. And that is all of Acts chapter 23. We wrapped up chapter 23, all 35 verses there. So let's uh, take a moment to reflect on what we just heard that went down with Paul once again. So, as we saw here, Paul's defense before the Sanhedrin, he's uh, pretty crafty and tactful there. He takes an approach and divides the Sadducees and the Pharisees because Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection and the Pharisees did and causing them to fight and ultimately Paul overcomes that situation. Paul's pulled out from there, right? Paul was guided by God through dangerous situations. It reminds us even in the middle of opposition Uncertainty, we can trust God's control in every circumstance. Every circumstance. And we can have courage. See, Paul was bold in the way he proclaimed the gospel. He had threats to his life over and over again. That's a great example for us. It challenges us to, to have courage in our own lives, to work on that if we don't. And know that God is with us every single step of the way. We're going to face challenges. Paul's an, an amazing example that we can draw strength from the Lord and step forward with confidence in God's promises. Perseverance. Perseverance in the face of danger. Paul, Paul lays it out there. Press on in our faithfulness. Trust in God's strength to sustain us. Paul remained committed regardless of the the. the the obstacles that he faced, he's going to share that gospel. That's his priority, his main goal. He didn't even care if death was going to get in the way. Wow, what if we can get to that point? Heck, we, we worry to death about what someone thinks when we share the gospel and that their thoughts are even worse than death. That's where we are right now. We, we've got to get out of that, a lot of us. And we got to get to the point where we are living it out loud. It is evident, 100%. There is evidence all over us that we are believers in Jesus Christ by the things we do 
and the things we say. The things we say. Be bold like Paul. Be bold. In the next chapter, we're going to see Paul's trial before the Roman governor Felix, as this was set up leading to this. And ultimately, he's going to have an appearance before King Agrippa. Let's see how that plays out in the next episode. Thanks for listening. I, uh, I hope that you're very blessed. Your family's very blessed. And may you be a blessing to everyone around you today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified throughout reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.